Good morning, Orlando. A hearty welcome to Friday on the 50,000-watt front porch here at 6 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Here and now for you on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning, Kavanaugh defends himself. We'll have details coming up in one minute. All things Kavanaugh, lots to talk about. My take and yours, dead ahead on Good Morning Orlando. 601 on News Radio 93.1. Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh is defending the fiery testimony he delivered to the Senate Judiciary Committee last week. He wrote in the Wall Street Journal that during last week's hearing to address allegations of sexual assault, he was more emotional than he's ever been. Kavanaugh did admit that he might have been too emotional at times and that he said a few things he shouldn't have. Yeah, I'm going to read some excerpts from a pretty compelling op-ed by the Supreme Court nominee. We're going to analyze where the vote uh, stands here in just a moment. Meanwhile, on Capitol Hill... High emotion on the eve of a critical procedural vote on Brett Kavanaugh's Supreme Court nomination. Protesters were arrested after a big demonstration in a Senate office building. Judiciary Committee Chairman Republican Chuck Grassley says Democrats have just about destroyed a good person for the Supreme Court and says in some circumstances the media contributed. That's a bias that none of you should be proud of. After a day of reviewing an FBI report detailing an investigation of sexual misconduct allegations, a handful of senators say they remain undecided on Kavanaugh's nomination. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A Winter Haven man is in jail accused of making threats against elected officials over the Brett Kavanaugh Supreme Court nomination. Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd read from online posts 53-year-old James Patrick made in which he threatened to shoot members of Congress and their families. I believe Democrats need to be afraid to do what they are doing right now and weak Republicans that do not vote for him need to pay with their lives. I can't do this by myself. I need more conservatives going into liberal homes at night, killing them in their sleep. Grady said that when deputies tracked down Patrick, he told them he didn't think he'd get in trouble because he did not name a specific individual. There are people going way over the edge on both sides of this. I understand that passions run high, you know, but we can't be talking about, uh, you know, killing people over a Supreme Court nomination and a vote, you know? Really? It's outrageous on both sides. Help is available for five Florida counties dealing with red tide. Governor Rick Scott announced yesterday that the Department of Environmental Protection is offering $3 million in grants to Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach, Martin, and St. Lucie counties. Forecasters are watching an area of low pressure off the Yucatan Peninsula. Rick Davis of the National Weather Service calls it a cyclonic gyre. Essentially, it's just a fancy word for a spin, spinning of uh, so low pressure kind of naturally forms there anyway and it's just very large area that slowly spins davis says there's a low chance the system could develop into a tropical system as it moves northwestward it could enter the central gulf by next week i'm going on vacation alan that thing can't come here (laughs) don't let it happen work on that for me will you it's the gyre give it a push it can't be avoided but gyre Tom Brady accounted for four touchdowns, three in the air and one on the ground as the New England Patriots beat the Indianapolis Colts 38-24 on Thursday night football at Foxborough. One of those TD passes was the 500th of Brady's career. Now there's a story. Well, I think all these, you know, things like that, milestones and so forth, there's so many people that contribute. So I just think of all the people that 
you know, have really worked hard and, you know, quarterback doesn't throw him to himself. He needs people to catch him and block. And, uh, Bud, I know you're excited, but <laughs> please am? do not interrupt Mr. Brady when he's trying <laughs> I, to talk. I'm sorry. I thought I was about to interrupt you. That I have no problem with. I but know not that. Tom. Not Tom. Great to have Julian Edelman back after his suspension. He looked awesome last night. What a machine when he's in the lineup along with Brady and the others. Wow, what a game. Guess what Bud's favorite NFL team is? <laughs> Three guesses and the first two don't count. By the way, that 500th pass was caught by the newest Patriot, Josh Gordon. Ah. WFLA News Time, 6.06. A two-year-old boy tosses more than $1,000 of his parents' savings into the shredder. That story is online at WFLA.com. That's WFLAOrlando.com. Yes, it is. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. And good morning to you. Great to have you with us. Yeah, it is getaway day, not only for the Budman, but for Yaffe. It's pretty rare. We're both going to be off on vacation next week, but um, we're definitely, we got great bench strength here, and uh, we're going to have Mark Locus hosting. Tom Benson will be producing. Um, Steph will be screening your calls as she is now. And the number is, if you want to join the. Um, conversation you've been listening to everything that's been going on with Kavanaugh I'm going to get you as up to date as I can here we're going to talk about this from so many angles this morning 407-916-5400 toll free now 866-916-5400 text line is at 23680 standard message and data rate supply it's good morning Orlando on a Friday from the front gate realty studio from your cell just hit pound 250 keyword real estate and by the way we're not going to the same place people are going to think we're going to some secret meeting somewhere yes or something no yes. we're actually going to two different places actually we're going to the senate secure room <laughs> to view the only yeah, copy sh- in existence sh- of the fbi sh- report no, can't tell people that the fbi report oh, i didn't think I'm there sorry. was room for two people at once in that room i thought <laughs> it was like kind of like a phone booth or I, something I, I go first i have seniority then yaffe yeah that's it no. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're getting crazy. Gets that way on getaway day for vacation. Maybe you can relate to that in, in your own world. Um, but the rage of the left knows no bounds. We had that story from the right here. There's no excuse for what, what they found with this guy down in Polk County. I'm glad they got him out of circulation. Um, but at any rate, you will also hear some of the, uh, uh, the op-ed that I will read uh, that uh, Kavanaugh wrote that popped up in the uh, Wall Street Journal. Uh, so we got a lot to do, and uh, only three hours to do it. And I hope you'll join the conversation. You tell me, do you think Kavanaugh will be confirmed? Do you think he should be confirmed? What's your prediction as how this will all go down this weekend? Final vote still slated for Saturday. What do you think? 407-916-5400, toll-free 866-916-5400, text line 23680. Just ahead, though, we got an opportunity for you to really get your Friday off on a fabulous start. Make your wallet great again is the name of our texting contest, and we can do it. If you're our winner, you'll win $1,000. Here's the deal. Just listen for the keyword of the hour. Seconds from now, text the keyword to 200-200, and good luck. Hope you win it. In a moment as well, an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Now that the FBI report that senators have been reading in this secure room um, for the last 24 hours going in and out shows no evidence to corroborate 
the 36-year-old charges against Brett Kavanaugh and some that are just a little more recent than that by Christine Ford, Deborah Ramirez, and others, okay? Um, But we still have wobbly votes here. Yesterday, it looked like we had Republicans Jeff Flake of Arizona on board because he was quoted as saying, we've seen no additional corroborating information. And he is the one who um, who, who triggered the extended uh, FBI investigation here, the supplemental investigation, the seventh investigation of Brett Kavanaugh in his legal career, for God's sakes. And none of the prior six showed up anything. And, And this one hasn't either. And he said, you know what, I'm inclined to vote for, the, for, for Kavanaugh, but I, I just want to make sure and have it double-checked by the FBI. So if he keeps his word, and he's so anti-Trump and so bitter about the fact that he's getting drummed out of the Senate, he couldn't even run because he knew he couldn't even win the primary out there. He's so out of step with where the, where the, uh, where the party is right now under Trump. But he, he should vote. Yes, what about Susan Collins of Maine? Hey, she was satisfied with the probe, calling it a very thorough investigation. She should be a yes vote. But now we don't have a, a confirmation of that from her. She's not committing to it. She's under enormous pressure. You know, she's from the liberal state of Maine here. And they're hammering her relentlessly to vote no on this thing. She sounded so positive, now it's up for grabs. I still think Collins will be a yes vote. Lisa Murkowski in Alaska, we don't know, still reviewing her decision. On the Democrat side, uh, Heidi Heitkamp, who is in real trouble in North Dakota on the Democrat side in her Senate re-election bid here, says that she is a no vote, so it looks like she's not going to come on board. It would help her politically if she did, and it would be the right thing. West Virginia's Joe Manchin, a state where Trump won by 42 points, um, he's undeclared. He spent time looking at the FBI report, says he'll read it again uh, today. So don't know where Manchin is. I think if you can get um, two of the three Republicans to come on board, that Manchin will have enough political cover to come on board as well. I think that um, Kavanaugh will be um, confirmed narrowly this weekend. But I wouldn't bet the ranch on it. How do you see it? 407-916-5400. Text me at 23680. The rage of the left. Listen to this. Hundreds of people clogging up the Senate office building inside, outside the Capitol building, screaming bloody murder at those who would support Kavanaugh. Interesting also about the media bias here that is ginning up these protests. Not that they need much help, right? The rage of the left continues and I think would be, you know, would be crazy on its own. But Grassley, the uh, Republican chairman of the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee, called out the media. He said, you know what? We've had pro-Kavanaugh protests. You don't want to cover those. You just want to cover the anti-Kavanaugh protests. And he let them have it. Now, I would never use the word fake news. I consider you folks policemen for our democratic system of government. But I want to show you where some of you have bias. I've had uh, demonstrators in my office uh, for two weeks now, both for Kavanaugh and against Kavanaugh. And uh, one time, the people that were for Kavanaugh wanted to be interviewed. And they said... We only inter- we're only interested in view- interviewing people against 
Kavanaugh. Now, is that, that's a bias that none of you should be proud of. It's about as fired up as I've heard Grassley. I love how unified the Republican Party seems, you know, and I'm telling you, this could stop the blue wave in the midterms if we can keep it going and generate a rarity in the midterms, a wave in favor of the party in power. Doesn't normally happen. A red wave. We're going to be talking a whole lot more about that in our 7 o'clock hour. In a moment, the uh, Kavanaugh op-ed in the Wall Street Journal, Alan gave you a few details on that. I'll share a little bit more of what he had to say, even though I think Kavanaugh, I'm with Lindsey Graham, you have nothing to apologize for, as Lindsey said, and that's how I see it. But the uh, op-ed is really pretty compelling. Stay tuned on that. Um, Hey, you know, you can catch us on WFLA in a host of ways. I'd recommend the iHeartRadio app. Download it. It's absolutely free. And you can get a crystal clear signal of everything we're doing here and all day long. Glenn Rush, the rest of the gang, Yaffe when he's on in prime time with his show. There's nothing like it. And it all comes through your smartphone and the iHeartRadio app. Of course, we're now 93.1 on the FM dial, still on uh, uh, AM 540, of course. No change there in HD radio as well. If you got a newer car right now, uh, dial us up at 107.7 HD3, and it's a great, great signal there. In a moment, an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, and I'll do that in two minutes for you here on the News Radio 93.1 WFLA and AM540. The rage of the left across the country is really frightening, and the rage among the Democrats trying to destroy the Kavanaugh nomination. And they'll do whatever it takes to do it, trying to destroy this man, and they've come close. You know, the end justifies the means. They don't want a conservative on the court, particularly not for the next 25 or 30 years. Kavanaugh's only 53. The rage of the Democrats on the Senate Judiciary Committee, it is incredible to see. They take a look at this report, the FBI report, um, which, which contains, and many, have, have, have reached the same conclusion, no evidence that corroborates the outrageous, unsubstantiated, unprovable allegations against a young Brett Kavanaugh by Christine Ford and some other women from so long ago. Uh, they're calling into question the FBI investigation. They didn't do a thorough enough job. They're in somebody's hip pocket. Yaffe, it's interesting, isn't it, that now the Democrats don't trust the FBI. You know, they've stood by the FBI, you know, when it comes to the Mueller probe and trying to nail Trump. The FBI preaches the gospel. You can take anything they say to the bank. (laughs) I was saying that yesterday. I, I have to keep it straight now. So now... Republicans like the FBI and Democrats hate the FBI. Yes, that's right. Okay, okay. I get confused. Kavanaugh op-ed in the Wall Street Journal here. Um, After all these meetings and my initial hearing concluded, he writes, you know, after all he went through for all of these months, all of these meetings, all of the the interviews, etc., After my initial hearing concluded, I was subjected to wrongful and sometimes vicious allegations. My time in high school and college, more than 30 years ago, has been ridiculously distorted. My wife and daughters have faced vile and violent threats. Against that backdrop, I testified before the Judiciary Committee last Thursday to defend my family, my good name, and my lifetime of public service. 
My hearing testimony was forceful and passionate. That is because I forcefully and passionately denied the allegation against me. At times, my testimony, both in my opening statement and in response to questions, reflected my overwhelming frustration at being wrongly accused, without corroboration, of horrible conduct, completely contrary to my record and character. My statement and answers also reflected my deep distress at the unfairness of how this allegation has been handled. I was very emotional last Thursday, more so than I have ever been. I might have been too emotional at times. I know that my tone was sharp, and I said a few things I should not have said. I hope everyone can understand that there, I was there as a son, a husband, and a dad. I testified with five people foremost in my mind. My mom, my dad, my wife, and most of all, my daughters. Going forward, you can count on me, Kavanaugh writes in the Wall Street Journal op-ed, to be the same kind of judge and person I have been for my entire 28-year legal career, hardworking, even-keeled, open-minded, independent, and dedicated to the Constitution and the public good. You know, he's being skewered now by the Democrats who were desperate to take him down any way they can. Well, the way he behaved there, how angry he got, and even political, which I think is what he's essentially apologizing for, maybe he should there, got very partisan Probably don't want to have a judge that way, although Ruth Bader Ginsburg is out there trashing Trump, you know, yeah, publicly, right. and that's not a problem because she's a liberal justice on the Supreme Court. Um, but, you know, just think about it. If, if, if you were hit with allegations like this that everybody came to know about and that you, you had none of it was true, I mean, how outraged would you be? Yaffe? I can keep myself under control. I get passionate here. But, you know, I, there, is no, there is no boundary to how outraged I would be and how I would sound and look in a scenario like that, defending my honor, my family, and my good name against this. I was about to say, if that happened to me, Kavanaugh would look more controlled than I would have been. And you're about as mild-mannered <laughs> as anyone I know. But, I mean, when people start accusing you of gang rape... I think it's okay to get a little upset. Yeah. And you know what? A lot of conservative women, and we're going to test this by taking ladies only on the phone lines in our 7 o'clock hour on the Kavanaugh story. A lot of conservative women across this country are angry. Not if Kavanaugh gets confirmed, but if he doesn't get confirmed at the way the Democrats have weaponized ancient and uncorroborated and unprovable allegations of the worst kind to destroy a man and a Trump nomination. Well, yeah, because women have husbands and fathers and brothers and sons, and they don't want to see that kind of thing happen to them. I'm telling you right now, I don't know how it's going to cut at the midterms, but I think the, the, the things are in place right now for a red wave to replace the blue wave. And we'll talk about it, and I'll want to hear with you ladies about how you're reacting to all of this if Kavanaugh is or is not confirmed. In our 7 o'clock hour, I'll be taking ladies only on the phones. Right now, endorsements in the governor's race here in Florida and an investigation of abuse by Florida's Catholic priests, alleged abuse by Catholic priests here in the Sunshine State. Alan Spector bringing us the news on Friday. He has that and more in just a moment. And good morning from us all. We're glad you're with us at 6.30. And right now, Alan Spector going to get us up to date news in the bottom of the hour. Very, very interesting scene. Um, some political leaders in downtown Orlando yesterday. What can you tell us? Well, as if there's not enough going on on I-4 downtown. <laughs> 
We had the mayors of three I-4 corridor cities there to endorse their fellow Democratic mayor, Andrew Gillum of Tallahassee, for governor. Orlando's Buddy Dyer, Tampa's Bob Buckhorn, and St. Petersburg's Rick Kreisman appeared in front of a busy I-4 intersection downtown, along with Gillum, who said he wants to do something about the area's traffic problems. And I want to make sure we get the adequate resources necessary to ease the burden of people who are right now on I-4 spending two and a half hours in a commute because we failed to expand high-speed rail. We failed to build a transportation uh, uh, worthy of the third largest state in America. Several protesters showed up for the event chanting things like, Gillum, you're going to jail. That's in reference to an FBI investigation into the city of Tallahassee. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The Office of the Statewide Prosecutor and the Florida Department of Law Enforcement are investigating sexual abuse by Catholic priests in the Sunshine State. Attorney General Pam Bondi is asking any victims to come forward. Today we launched a tip site to allow victims and anyone with information about priest abuse to report what they know. We cannot do this without you. We need your help. You can find the link to that website at myfloridalegal.com. Anonymous complaints will not be accepted, but Bondi promises the identity of the victims will remain confidential. A change in schedule for those Boeing and SpaceX cruise ships. NASA announcing that the first unpiloted test flight of a SpaceX commercial Dragon capsule is postponed until January. SpaceX was hoping to make that flight by the end of this year. And the first unpiloted test flight of a Boeing Starliner commercial cruise ship won't happen until at least March. A shooting death involving a city official in Polk County is classified as a homicide. Lakeland City Commissioner Michael Dunn shot and killed 50-year-old Cristobal Lopez on Wednesday. It happened at Dunn's Army-Navy surplus store, and the commissioner's attorney claims Lopez was holding a hatchet he was trying to steal. The baseball playoffs continue, and the opening games of the National League Division Series are in the books. The Milwaukee Brewers needed extra innings, but they were able to come away victorious in their series opener against the Colorado Rockies. Thanks to some late heroics from Mike Moustakis in the bottom of the 10th, a walk-off RBI single gives the Brewers a 3-2 win over Colorado and a 1-0 series advantage in the NLDS. For the L.A. Dodgers, there was a shutout, three home runs on the back of a stellar performance on the mound by Hyunjin Ryu, throwing seven scoreless innings as the Dodgers topped the Atlanta Braves 6-0, both NLDS Best of Fives will play Game 2 on Friday. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. WFLA News Time is 6.36. I'm Alan Spector. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Get these stories and more at WFLAOrlando.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now. Thanks, Alan. And let's bring in Gina Cervetti with the Daily Bloomberg Business Report from the um, Bloomberg Newsroom in New York City. Gina, good morning to you. Bud, good morning to you. Let's check the futures right now and a review of yesterday on Wall Street. All righty. Well, right now the futures look kind of quiet. They're just narrowly mixed as we look ahead to the jobs report and more on that in a moment. Stocks did fall yesterday by the most since June, while Treasury yields hit multi-year highs. That, of course, can bleed into borrowing. The Dow slumped 201 points or three-quarters of a percent to 26,627. The S&P 500 fell eight-tenths or 24 to 2902. And the Nasdaq was down almost two 
percent, with tech shares declining after Bloomberg Businessweek reported that China had infiltrated American companies with hardware hacks. We did see higher rates lifting those financial firms yesterday, though, and the Bloomberg Orlando index down about four-tenths percent, so not as bad as the broader market. So what about that jobs report? Normally comes out first Friday of the month, about Mm -hmm. 8.30 a.m. before the markets open. Uh, Any preview for us here? Well, economists surveyed by Bloomberg are looking for payroll gains in the private sector, about 180,000, 5,000 more from the government sector. The unemployment rate slipping from 3.9 to 3.8 percent. The Orlando area jobless rate in August was 3.4 percent. Now, the question on economists' minds this morning, though, is just how much Hurricane Florence affected payrolls, wages, hours worked. But they do all agree that any weather-related distortions will prove temporary. Other recent data is showing strong demand for labor. All right, we'll be on till 9. We'll have the numbers by then and bring them to you at tail end of the show today. Gina, as we continue with you right now, uh, news on Toyota's iconic um, hybrid line of Prius cars. What's going on? Yes, they have another recall. This is more than 2 million Prius hybrids globally, and this is coming on the risk that a software malfunction could end in a crash. About 830,000 of these cars are in North America. It's the second recall for the Prius in the space of a month, with the previous one involving more than a million hybrid cars due to the risk of a fire. The vehicles in the current recall had been called back before for a related issue. And we all see UPS brown delivery trucks all over the place here and across the country. UPS is bracing for results uh, of a contract vote that could affect the company. What's the latest? Yes, the Teamsters tally those results late today on a five-year agreement that would raise wages, create a new class of drivers, and open the door to Sunday deliveries. But a rejection would send the parties back to the bargaining table and raise the risk of a work stoppage that would cripple U.S. package deliveries. Union leaders headed by Jim Hoffa have urged its members to approve the contract. Critics object to the new class of weekend drivers because they would be paid less. And before you go, Elon Musk, head of Tesla, SpaceX, and all of this, I guess he's making investors nervous again. What's he doing? Well, we're seeing the shares slipping in pre-market trading because uh, we had another tweet storm from the CEO of Tesla that has the potential to cause problems for the company within the space of about five hours. He sent about 15 tweets targeting the Securities and Exchange Commission, calling it the Short Seller Enrichment Commission, and quipping sarcastically that the agency was doing, quote, incredible work. Now, you may remember he just struck a deal with the SEC that bars him from serving as chairman for three years as a punishment for previous tweets about taking Tesla private. So we'll see if and how the SEC responds to this. But again, we are seeing the investors responding this morning, it looks like, with shares moving lower. Gotcha. Thank you so much. Gina Cervetti with the Bloomberg Business Report every morning. And good morning, Orlando. Um, Must hear radio right here on WFLA. Have a great weekend, Gina. Thank you so much. Thank you. You too. All right. In a moment, I got you booked on the uh, Trump train He had another big rally for some uh, Republican House candidates who have a shot at winning in the land of the libs in the midterms, and he was out in Rochester, Minnesota. He did talk about the whole Kavanaugh situation, and uh, we'll hear from the president in just a moment. So we punched your ticket for the Trump train. Come along for the ride. We leave the station right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes for you on News Radio 93.1 WFLA and AM 540. 
What the Democrats have done to Brett Kavanaugh is outrageous and it is indefensible. And I think it's going to backlash against them in the midterm elections. The president was in Rochester, Minnesota at another raucous Trump rally last night. And, um, and he touched on that. Here is um, the president in Rochester, Minnesota last night on what we call the Kavanaugh effect starting to hurt Democrats in the run-up to the midterm elections. But all you have to do is look at the polls over the last three or four days, and it shows that their rage-fueled resistance is starting to backfire at a level that nobody has ever seen before. And the polling does indicate exactly that. We're going to talk about it more in our 7 o'clock hour. Interesting, Yaffe, that this time around, unlike the Mississippi rally earlier this week, he said not one word about the original accuser of Brett Kavanaugh, Christine Ford. Not one word. Yeah, that is very interesting. I think Melania got to him. Got a call from Africa from Melania. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear that, Donald. Not today, not from you. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, oh, you know, while we're on the Trump train here, we've got the, the uh, jobs reports coming out here at 8.30 this morning. We'll be watching for that. But jobless claims are at a 49-year low. The economy is roaring right now. And as I repeatedly have said, history tells us that the number one factor in elections is how the economy is doing. People vote with their wallet, with their pocketbook. I mean, that has got to drive, that has got to drive votes for Republicans, particularly those who support the president. And it is his policies that have turned this economy completely around. Unemployment is about as low as it has ever been, and it is lower than it's ever been for key groups that have always struggled in this area, blacks and Hispanics. Um, people who have 401ks, you know, are, 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 are riding high right now. The stock market is breaking one record after another. That's a huge deal. One month plus away from a midterm election here. And, um, and the president needs to keep pounding that home because the anti-Trump media is most certainly going to spend as little time on that as possible. If you haven't noticed, that's exactly what they are doing. So it's, um... Very interesting what's just happened here. The Woodrow Wilson National Fellowship Foundation has commissioned a survey by an outfit known as Lincoln Park Strategies. What they've done is they have given the citizenship test that immigrants get before they can be citizens here to Americans. And the results, particularly among younger Americans, are really pretty incredible, and they are coming up. Stay tuned. If you're an immigrant seeking citizenship, you have to pass a citizenship test. You have to get 60% or more of the questions right, or you're not going to become a citizen. So they gave the same test to American citizens, and they didn't do very well, particularly those 45 years of age or younger. Only 36% of Americans who were given the citizenship test got a score of 60 or higher. And the, the rate of passing among younger Americans, say 45 and younger, even more disappointing, just 19% of Americans under 45 were able to pass the citizenship test. And 
Here, um, here are some of the questions and some of the pretty embarrassing results, okay? Which states were part of the original 13 colonies? 70 per, 72% did not know that. They did not know that. These are Americans. They've come up through the American school system. 60% of Americans did not know which countries the U.S. fought in World War II. 24% only could name one thing Benjamin Franklin was famous for. 37% thought he invented the light bulb. 12% thought World War II General Dwight Eisenhower led troops, are you ready? In the Civil War, Yaffe, in the Civil War. 6% thought Eisenhower was a Vietnam War general. 2% of individuals thought, listen to this, 2% on the citizenship test thought the Cold War was caused by climate change. Yes, yes, it's making the wars colder now. The climate change is making the wars colder than they would otherwise be. We used to just have wars, now we have cold wars. I mean, they don't even understand what's being claimed with the climate change hoax. At any rate, what else? Uh, Despite the -the round-the-clock media coverage surrounding Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh, 50%, 57% of Americans taking the citizenship test did not know how many justices serve on the United States Supreme Court. It's amazing. The problem here, the problem here is complicated. But a common denominator for all of these idiots is it's not all their fault. We don't teach this stuff. You know, there's now, there's now a law here where civics has to be taught in the state of Florida. And, 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 but Yaffe, they used to teach all of this stuff. I mean, I'm not the smartest guy, pencil in the drawer, but I could have aced this test because I learned all this stuff in school. People in your generation, not so much. And even today, those in school, even less. That's being turned around here in Florida to a degree, but we got a lot of work to do. Yeah, when I was in high school, they taught American government one semester. Not even one full year, just one semester. And then the other semester was economics. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Steph, what about it? I mean, how would you have done on that test? You're pretty smart. You're a Florida Gator graduate. I mean, I like to think I'm pretty smart. And that I would know this. <laughs> did, did you get a lot of uh, coursework in that when you were growing up? I did. Did I you did, get a fair amount? I don't know if I remember it all now. Yeah. Well. Okay. Good deal. I wasn't going to put you on the spot here, gang. That's pretty disturbing when you think that only 19% of Americans under 45 um, could get the 60% required for an immigrant to pass a citizenship test. Think about that. I was trying to think of which question I was more disturbed at that some of their answers. <laughs> Ben I don't know. Franklin maybe the, inventing the light bulb was maybe a, the Cold War being caused yeah, by climate that change. That one probably is oh the most my disturbing. God, <laughs> God help us all, and and He will. If we just pray to Him. Hey, it's Free Movie Friday with Adam Tickets right now. You want to win some free movie tickets? Text Adam Tickets now. Text record R E C O R D to A T O M one. That's two eight six six one for your chance to win the Adam's Ticket app, where you can browse movie titles, buy tickets, and more. Top of the hour right now. Alan Spector is going to set the table with our news update on the Kavanaugh confirmation vote drawing closer because 
We're going to be talking about it from a new angle right after the news. Uh-oh, forecasters watching a disturbance in the tropics. Do we need to be watching it? We'll find out from Alan. It's all ahead, and we are so glad you're with us. A very good Friday morning to you from all of us on the 50,000-watt front porch at 659. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Friday at 7 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here and now for you on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning, Trump blasts Democrats. We'll have details coming up in one minute. All things Kavanaugh as the big vote approaches just ahead on Good Morning Orlando. 703 on News Radio 93.1. President Trump says Democrats are trying to destroy his Supreme Court nominee, Judge Brett Kavanaugh. At a rally in Rochester, Minnesota last night, Trump explained why. Because they know that Judge Kavanaugh will protect, uphold, and defend the Constitution of the United States as written. Trump claimed polls in several states show Republicans are gaining voter support ahead of the midterms, and what he called the Democrats' rage-fueled resistance is starting to backfire. Yeah, we're going to test that, and we're going to take phone calls, and and from ladies only, um, to get their reaction here to all that the Democrats have done to Kavanaugh. It's coming up after the news, Alan. Meanwhile, Bud, a Senate vote on the Kavanaugh nomination is drawing closer. Judiciary Chairman Republican Chuck Grassley of Iowa says lawmakers must now get this done. What I've been dealing with since July the 10th, the downhill slope that Schumer's put us on, is really dealing with a demolition derby. New Jersey Democrat Senator Cory Booker is a member of the Judiciary Committee, and he's complaining the FBI was not allowed to fully investigate. I wish we could get in, in writing. I guess we should be asking for a copy of what specifically the scope was given, because clearly anybody, common sense would say, if, if something happened between you and me, and I named the five people there that was witnessing it, that you should interview those five people to get to the bottom of the truth. On Capitol Hill, Mike Emanuel, Fox News. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A Winter Haven man is facing charges after authorities say he threatened to kill members of Congress over the Brett Kavanaugh Supreme Court nomination. Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd says 53-year-old James Patrick was armed and ready if Kavanaugh did not get confirmed by the Senate. He threatened to kill Democratic members of the U.S. Congress and weak Republicans and federal or local law enforcement officers that tried to interfere or come to his house. Deputies found a hunting rifle, a handgun, and several used targets at Patrick's home. He's jailed on a half million dollars bail. Boy, I got to tell you, that level of rage from either side here is absolutely frightening and, of course, in all cases, indefensible. The grandson of an Orange County murder victim is now in custody for his role in another shooting. Deputies say that Corey Steplight fired shots at Billy Desrosiers last weekend before Desrosiers allegedly killed 83-year-old Ruby Steplight. The shots were apparently fired after an argument between the two men over money. There's a large area of low pressure in the Caribbean, and that has forecasters' attention. Some of the computer models are moving that area of disturbed weather or a low-pressure area into the Yucatan Peninsula in about four or five days, and then into the southern Gulf of Mexico mid-next week. Rick Davis of the National Weather Service says this is the time of year when tropical weather can form in the Caribbean or Gulf, but... 
there's a pretty low chance that this system will develop into anything. And nobody's talking about it coming here, right? Heading somewhere else, right, Alan? Nobody. Say it again. Nobody is I'm talking about it. I'm going on vacation. It. That cannot happen. Bud, you're fine. <laughs> All right, thank you. Till further notice. Thank you. Patriots quarterback Tom Brady made football history in New England's 38-24 to victory over the Indianapolis Colts on Thursday night football at Foxborough. In the fourth quarter, Brady became only the third player in NFL history to throw 500 touchdown passes. You know who the other two are? Gotta be Brett Favre and Peyton Manning. You are correct! Come on now. I was expecting to say Y.A. Tittle and Sammy Ball. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. it's easier to throw him when it's deflated, right? No, hey, it hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Plus, he's like, what, 50 years old? He's been in the NFL forever now. Who yeah. is that man in the control room? Wow. That's yeah, <laughs> pretty feisty. Yeah, he's a bitter Bucks fan is what he is. All right. WFLA News Time is 7.07. <laughs> a postal worker dumps mail on the side of the road and then quits. Talk about bitter. That story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Well, thanks a lot. Now I want to go to the website and read that. (laughs) The mailman. I don't want to do the show. I want to go to the website. He's the Mike Yaffe of postal workers. Yes, he is. He's bitter. (laughs) Bitter, bitter. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to try something right now that is dangerous in talk radio because most shows in opinion-driven news talk radio are dominated by guys, not gals listening. But we have a lot of ladies who listen to this show. And the reason I'm hoping for ladies only on the calls and the text line this half hour is because I want to test this. The Democrats and the And the liberal media are running with the narrative that if Kavanaugh gets confirmed to the United States Supreme Court, as I think he will narrowly this weekend, big vote on Saturday, that there will be such a backlash from women at the polls that such a man with what has been alleged of him, but not proven, not provable, not corroborated, as we now know from the FBI report, um... That, that what will happen is women will flee from Republican candidates in the November election. And there will be a giant blue wave that will sweep the Democrats into power, gaining them control certainly of the House and maybe even the Senate. But I am sensing a great movement the other way, particularly driven by conservative women who are angry, mad as you know what, to see sexual allegations unprovable from long ago used as a political weapon to destroy a man's life and a man's career in Brett Kavanaugh, and that that will cause them, conservative women in particular, to be energized and activated and to show up in the polls in midterm on election day when they otherwise might have sat it out. I want to know where you are on this, ladies. What the Democrats have done to Kavanaugh from a political standpoint and a voting standpoint, how do you react to that? How will you react to that? How will what's been done affect your motivation 
to turn out and vote in November, and how will it affect how you vote? I want to test this, and I'm hoping we'll have ladies only on the phones and the text line. Join me right now, because otherwise, this whole concept of this half hour goes down in flames, and you don't want to see that happen to the Bud Man, do you? Call me, 407-916-5400. Toll-free is now 866-916-5400. Don't leave me hanging out here, ladies. Text line still 23680. Standard message and data rates apply. That's my question to you on the table. We are testing the Democrat and uh, liberal media narrative that I think may be wrong, big-time wrong. But you tell me. Right now, you tell me this. Do your feet hurt? The end of the day, what? What? Oh, we didn't do the top of the hour break. All right, let's do that right now. We have the texting contest coming up here. You could win a thousand dollars. Listen for the keyword of the hour. It's coming up. Text the keyword to two hundred, two hundred, and good luck. Update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Oh, ladies, you have not disappointed the Bud Man. You have flooded the fifty thousand watt front porch. Are the Democrats and the liberal media right? If Kavanaugh is confirmed, women in America will be so outraged that it will sweep the Democrats into power and they will seize control of the House and maybe the Senate as well. Barbara, you were first in from Altamont Springs. Thank you so much for calling. What are your thoughts? Um, I'm for Kavanaugh. I think that anybody that's honest about what's going on would be appalled at what's happening with him. Absolutely appalled. At what's been done by the Democrats to Kavanaugh. Well, falsely accusing him. I mean, there's too many holes in her story. She has no she can't even come up with anything where it was. It's so convenient that she doesn't know where it happened. And I'm a survivor and I can tell you what, you not remember the day, but I remember when. I mean, I remember where. What about all those women who are saying we believe survivors? I believe survivor, you know, no matter what. I mean, any kind of an allegation like that, it's a man it must be true. Now, you've been through no. that nightmare in your life, right? Yes, I have. But what about the men that are just recently getting two, two men this year released from prison that spent years, 30 years, for a woman falsely accusing them? So you can't believe everybody. Thank you. I appreciate it. And it's awfully, it's awfully courageous of you to even reference that dark chapter in your life. And I thank you for it, Barbara. Cindy, you're up from Orlando. Good morning to you, Cindy. Good morning. Talk to me. Oh, all right. Um, I'm I'm definitely going to vote Republican. I think what's happening to our country is disgusting and despicable. And our forefathers would just be turning over in their grave. I believe that something did happen to this woman, but I believe that she um, is having a memory issue. And I do not believe that Kavanaugh did this. Um, now, Cindy, had- let, me, let me ask you. The president and I believe... That um, that women are going to recoil against what has been done to Kavanaugh, these unprovable allegations to destroy him, weaponizing uh, an allegation from long ago to try to destroy a man and a nomination, and that women will respond and they will vote uh, against Democrat candidates and for Republican candidates as a result. Do you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you for that very much. Heather, you must have been listening to me when I said, I'm telling you, we're going to need a he-too movement here to protect good guys from being destroyed in government or the corporate world by unprovable allegations. Here, Heather, welcome aboard from MIMS. Hi, bud. Good morning. Morning. Uh, Yes. Let me know where the first meeting is because I'll be the first one to sign up. 
I listened to those hearings. They made me so angry I had to turn the radio off. I am embarrassed to be a woman. I, you know, if Oh, Dr. don't ever Ford be was, embarrassed to be a woman, Heather. I am. If Dr. Ford represents what a woman is or a doctor, I wouldn't want to be either one of those. And, um, you know, I want everybody to get out and vote and make sure that all of those Democrats who have caused such a, a ruckus lose their seats. Enough is enough. Thank you, Heather, so much. Michelle, I want to hear from you. Don't go away. And ladies only on the phone lines right now, um, you know the deal. Um, Democrats and the liberal media are saying, hey, you know, you confirm Brett Kavanaugh. Republicans are going to get swept out by women on election day barely more than a month from now. I think they're wrong. I think it goes the other way for the reasons I've cited. But then again, I'm a guy. I want to hear from you gals, 407-916-5400, toll-free 866-916-5400. How do you think this is going to play politically? How does it all play with you politically? Text line 23680, haven't even checked that. We'll get to it. And uh, right now, an important story developing here in the Sunshine State as we update you on the news at the bottom of the hour. Fridays, that means we get it all from Alan Spector. Alan? But Attorney General Pam Bondi says... The state is investigating sexual abuse by Catholic priests in Florida. The probe is being conducted by the Office of the Statewide Prosecutor and the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. Bondi wants victims to tell their stories. We're here today to ask the public to please assist us with this ongoing statewide investigation, which encompasses all seven Catholic dioceses in Florida. Bondi's office has set up a tip line on the Attorney General's website at MyFloridaLegal.com. Now, this is for abuse that happened in the past. If it's happening now, she says, forget about the web and dial 911 instead. Wow. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. I'm not sure I've seen another state take this approach to this uh, situation we've had with some Catholic priests here and around the world. Most interesting. Four Democratic mayors of major Florida cities showed up at a busy I-4 intersection in downtown Orlando yesterday. Three of them, Buddy Dyer of Orlando, Bob Buckhorn of Tampa, and Rick Kreisman of St. Petersburg endorsed Tallahassee's Andrew Gillum for governor. Gillum said the I-4 corridor is vital. We have an opportunity to be the high-tech corridor right here across the I-4 corridor. We have a chance uh, to pilot much of what we want to see happen by way of uh, uh, being part of the solar revolution, uh, uh, the future of energy in the state of Florida. That all can begin right here in this corridor. A few protesters were on hand and referring to an FBI investigation of the city of Tallahassee. They were chanting slogans like, Gillum, you're going to jail. Gillum is everywhere. His opponent, DeSantis, I don't know where he is. We're talking about the DeSantis campaign here right after the news. Spirit Airlines celebrated its first day of international service out of Orlando International Airport yesterday by announcing it will bring hundreds of new jobs to the Orlando area with a new crew base for flight attendants and pilots. The crew base will open on December 1st and will start with nearly 150 crew members. The state is honoring a dozen Florida agencies and businesses that employ persons with disabilities. Allison Flanagan at the Division of Vocational Rehabilitation says they're building an inclusive workforce and looking beyond the disability. What a joy it is. This is why we're all here. All these agencies, all these employers and businesses, we're all here because we love what we do, but also we have been impacted by individuals with disabilities in a very positive way. Among the winners, Firehouse Subs, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, and Lucky's Market. 
The baseball playoffs continued yesterday with the opening games of the National League Division Series. At Milwaukee, Mike Moustakas singled in the winning run in the bottom of the 10th inning as the Brewers edged the Colorado Rockies 3-2. And at Los Angeles, Hyun Jin Ryu and three relievers combined on a six-hitter as the Dodgers blanked the Atlanta Braves 6 nothing, And our Yankees playing the Red Sox tonight. Yes. That's going to be good. That's all anybody cares about, really. It is. That's the best rivalry in sports. Elsewhere, bud. Yeah. Uh, a couple in Utah says it'll make a great story in the future when their son gets married. Ben and Jackie Belknap were searching their home for an envelope with more than $1,000 in it that they had been saving to repay Ben's parents for University of Utah football tickets. Okay. Uh, Jackie found the money in the family's shredder. It appears their two-year-old son, Leo, shred the envelope with the money inside, more than $1,000. It seems he had been helping his dad in the past shred important documents. <laughs> oh, man, well, he shredded an important document there. Now, there is good news for the Belknaps. An official with the Treasury Department says they may be able to get their money back. They have to bag it all up, send it to Washington, D.C., and maybe in two years they'll get reimbursed whatever employees are able to verify. No word word on whether Leo will be allowed near the shredder anytime soon. (laughs) I guess not. Do you actually think they'll get someone at the Treasury Department to try to put all those strips together and make bills out of it again? I don't know. I'm glad it's not my job. Man, oh, man. Oh, boy. Speaking of throwing away money, right. a North Carolina man almost threw away a $200,000 winning lottery ticket. Frank Clark from Gastonia bought a $5 Mega Millions Powerball scratch-off, but he said he almost threw it away because he didn't think he'd won anything. Oh. It wasn't until his wife double-checked that he realized he was actually a winner. He opted to take the winnings in a lump sum of just over $141,000, and plans to buy a tractor-trailer truck with it. He'll never hear the end of that, you I'm, know. I'm thinking, where's the <laughs> gift for the wife? <laughs> well, that's a good point. <laughs> Unless she's getting the truck. No, that that's, may be. <laughs> Thanks, Alan. What is going on with Kellyanne Conway? She's got an entirely new look. She's on Fox right now. I'm not trying to chase listeners over to the television set. But leave her alone. Well, I it's like okay. her. But what is going on with that? It's fine. That hair. You're not. The uh, color's different, and it. I don't know if she should be taking fashion advice from you. I'm just. No, I. I, Well, of course, nobody should be uh, taking it from me. That's why I'm on radio. It looks like she may have uh, put mayonnaise in her hair this morning. That. What do you think, Steph? What's going on with the hair? With the with the with the Kellyanne hair? What's happening there? I don't know. It doesn't look good. You're right. Get, get, grab the, me a screenshot of that and put it on the website. The, Folks need what? to see this. I can't. How am I supposed to do that? Well, I mean, you're a Yaffe. You can do it all. You know, it almost looks like she's photoshopped and her face was put inside a different hairdo. It looks like she's, <laughs> she looks like it's a Halloween costume or something. Okay, I this like is not lot. nice. I like this is Kelly not Ann. nice at all. No, no, no. If you were I looking, don't like where this is this, going. No, no. Hey, I, if this doesn't get the ladies to call in, I don't know what will. <laughs> Steph, you have to admit, it's different. Different. It is. I'm it, not going to lie. It's not a great look, is yeah, it's it? It's not her best, but, okay, you know, we I still have, like her. Okay, okay, all right. You know, Bud's got Anchorman hair, so he's able to lord it over everyone else. I was else. about to say, I think that's what it is. <laughs> the only thing I got going for me is good hair, all right? I'm just still glad it's still up there. <laughs> As opposed to where else might it be? <laughs> Long gone. <laughs> In a moment, okay, um, I'm voting DeSantis for governor. 
But if he wants to win this thing, I think he needs to work a little harder than he is, don't you? We'll get into that in a moment right after we update Atlanta's news, weather, and traffic. And I take another look at Kellyanne. We'll do it all in two minutes here on News Radio 93.1 WFLA at AM 540. Ron DeSantis definitely gets my vote for governor. He'll continue the economic policies under from Rick Scott that have been a great success in Florida. And, of course, he's endorsed by President Trump and in lockstep with him. And I think that's basically a good thing. I've always liked Ron DeSantis. I think he's a rock-solid Tea Party conservative. He came out of the, the Tea Party movement. Uh, he's a veteran here. He's a very smart man, a Harvard, a Yale education. Um, wow. But where is he on the campaign trail after winning the Republican nomination? I mean, I, I don't think they have their act together in the DeSantis campaign, and I can't explain it. We can't get him on the show, couldn't get him on during the primaries. Andrew Gillum would come on this show anytime. He came on the show, and I locked horns with him during the, the run-up to the primary. Andrew Gillum's in downtown Orlando yesterday with Dyer and everybody else. He's an extreme leftist, the mayor of Tallahassee. They're investigating him for corruption, etc. And he's not ahead in the polls as much as he was. The latest polling shows that almost a dead heat slight edge Gillum. But where is Ron DeSantis? The Republican Party's running some bash Gillum ads that we've played here that are good. Um, and other groups that want to see DeSantis be governor are running anti-Gillum ads. But where is DeSantis on his own behalf? The last spot that he put out there himself was on the 13th of September, recalling how his little league team went to the World Series years ago out of Dunedin and saying he's going to bat for Florida. This is the only DeSantis-DeSantis ad I've seen since the primary. The Dunedin national team... Is going for it all. That coveted trip to the Little League World Series. I'm Ron DeSantis. We were only 12, but we learned to dream big, work hard, and swing away. And that's my plan as governor. I'll grow high-paying jobs, restore Florida's water quality, and improve education for every child. I'm Ron DeSantis. From Dunedin to Tallahassee, I'll always go to bat for Florida. But what about the specific platform you're running against with Andrew Gillum? Where is it? He's come out, DeSantis has, with an environmental platform, plans for education. That's all good. This week, a reporter asked the DeSantis campaign, well, where is your health care plan, your transportation plan? We're just more than a month away from the election. And um, the senior advisor, Susie Wiles, replied... Those are imminent, and an economic plan is also coming. I don't understand why we're, we're not seeing a more aggressive campaign by DeSantis. He's right for this state. Gillum is wrong for this state. But I feel like DeSantis and his group, I think the campaign has been weak, Yaffe. I think it's been weak. But I have a text here from a listener that says it all, in my opinion. It says... DeSantis is missing in action. I'm so sorry that I didn't vote for Adam Putnam. I wonder how many people out there are starting to feel that way right now. You told me you had some social media input here. Says that they're being low-key about DeSantis because his likability isn't high enough? Yeah, someone texted into the show yesterday and said that he thinks 
they're doing this on purpose because he's not very likable. And the more he's out there, the less likable he is. Boy, I've never thought of him as not likable. I really haven't. He's on Fox all the time. They wouldn't have him on if he was unlikable, I yeah. guarantee you that. In the primary, he was very likable. Oh, I thought so, too. I thought so, too. But, I mean, this isn't going to get it here. He anyways, he's doing his own spots, bashing Gillum and touting his own program here, but barely more than a month from the cam from the election, and the campaign senior advisor says, uh, we're just about ready to release our economic plan, our transportation plan, and our health care plan. Does he really want this job or not? If he doesn't get this job, we got a left-wing whack job running the state of Florida, a socialist at Andrew Gillum. Wake up, Ron. We need you wherever you are. Get with it, please. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I'm starting to wonder if he really expected to win or really ever wanted this job. I don't know what. Yeah. I don't know what's going on either. Yeah, if anybody wants to react to that about do you share my concerns with DeSantis? I mean, I like the guy. That's not bashing DeSantis. Well, you got to wake up, get with it here, or this guy's gonna this guy's gonna take you down. Where are you, Ron? Why won't you come on our show? Four zero seven nine one six fifty four hundred text line two three six eight zero. Keeping close tabs on the uh, confirmation process for Brett Kavanaugh. Big final vote tomorrow. Procedural vote this morning. Still some wavering Republicans and Democrats. We'll give you the latest we have on that. But um, you know, I. I really like Ron DeSantis. I want him to be the next governor of this state, okay? I mean, the alternative is a nightmare for this state. You know, left-wing socialist Democrat Bernie Sanders endorsed Andrew Gillum? Oh, man. But maybe I'm missing something. Are you impressed with the DeSantis campaign? Is he doing everything that you want him to do? Does it bother you that some of his major platforms have not yet been issued and made public so we can run on them and we're barely more than a month what is to the to the election what is going on with DeSantis maybe I'm missing something I think the campaign has been weak and I haven't been impressed with DeSantis the way I was during the primary what is going on with DeSantis or maybe you see it another way you know tell me I need to settle down here that DeSantis campaign is fantastic and you love everything he's doing and he's running it right and he's going to win it big time I hope he wins it, but he's not doing enough, in my opinion. What do you think about that? Do I have that right, or am I completely off the rails? I'm headed for vacation, so, you know, my mind could be somewhere else. It could be. Maybe you can set me straight at 407-916-5400. I'll make time for you. Toll-free is 866-916-5400. Text line is 23680. Standard message and data rates apply. Hey, it's Free Movie Friday. How'd you like to win some free movie tickets? You can do it. Thanks to Adam Tickets, you need to text them now. Text RECORD, R-E-C-O-R-D, to A-T-O-M-1. That's 28661 for your chance to win free movie tickets. you got to love that. The Adam's Ticket app where you can browse movie titles, buy tickets, and more. You'll love it. Alan Spector brings us the news on Fridays. He'll set the table for our conversation about the latest on Kavanaugh and... Uh, the Supreme Court nominee is defending himself now, and there is a milestone for my guy, the great Patriots quarterback Tom Brady, also in the news. Good morning from us all at 8 o'clock. Good morning, Orlando. Friday morning on the 50,000-watt front porch. Welcome aboard here at 8 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Here and now for you on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning, Kavanaugh defends himself. We'll have details coming up in one minute. 
And I've got some new Kavanaugh-related information for you, and I'm getting calls on my take on the lame DeSantis campaign. Let me hear from you next on Good Morning Orlando. 803 on News Radio 93.1. Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh is defending the fiery testimony he delivered to the Senate Judiciary Committee last week. He wrote in the Wall Street Journal that during last week's hearing to address allegations of sexual assault, he was more emotional than he's ever been. Kavanaugh did admit that he might have been too emotional at times and that he said a few things he shouldn't have. Meanwhile, on Capitol Hill, high emotion on the eve of a critical procedural vote on Brett Kavanaugh's Supreme Court nomination. Protesters were arrested after a big demonstration in a Senate office building. Judiciary Committee Chairman Republican Chuck Grassley says Democrats have just about destroyed a good person for the Supreme Court and says in some circumstances the media contributed. That's a bias that none of you should be proud of. After a day of reviewing an FBI report detailing an investigation of sexual misconduct allegations, a handful of senators say they remain undecided on Kavanaugh's nomination. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A Winter Haven man has been arrested and charged with making Facebook threats to kill U.S. Senators who vote against Supreme Court nominee Judge Brett Kavanaugh. Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd says 53-year-old James Patrick Jr. was arrested just five hours after detectives received a tip about his violent posts. Now when we arrest him, he goes, oh, I knew it was pretty bad language, but I didn't think I would get in trouble because I didn't say about any one person. Well, newsflash, you did get in trouble. You're in a lot of trouble. Judd says in this political climate, people need to calm down and chill out. Help is available for five Florida counties dealing with red tide. Governor Rick Scott announced yesterday that the Department of Environmental Protection is offering $3 million in grants to Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach, Martin, and St. Lucie counties. A large area of low pressure is churning in the Caribbean as it slowly moves northwestward. Rick Davis of the National Weather Service says it remains to be seen if it will develop into a tropical system. This time of year, we can get systems that move from that area of the western Western Caribbean into the Gulf of Mexico. And that's what our computer models are indicating. Nothing is formed yet. Nothing has moved out of that area yet. Davis says that system is expected to enter the Gulf by next week, but it's uncertain if it, it will become a problem for Gulf states, including Florida. New England's Tom Brady reached a career milestone as he threw three touchdown passes in the Patriots' 38-24 victory over the Indianapolis Colts on Thursday night football in Foxborough. One of those touchdown passes was the 500th of Brady's career, and it went to the newest Patriot, Josh Gordon. To catch any pass from Tom is amazing, you know, uh, let alone some history-making catch or pass. You know, for him, I told him congratulations, and I know there's many more for him to come. New England improves to 3-2 and two on the season. The Colts dropped to 1-4. and four. Pats looked terrific last night. Edelman is back, well-oiled machine, and... Uh, Brady's still the greatest of all time. Bud Ettinger, an unbiased observer of New England Patriots football. Totally objective commentary from the Bud Man. WFLA News Time is 8.07. Drunk birds are crashing into cars in Minnesota. (laughs) That story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. 
Thanks, Alan. Alan Spector bringing us the news on Fridays. Yaffe's our executive producer. Steph's taking your phone calls. I've got some on the line, and I don't want to lose you right now. I'll come to you right after we do a little bit of business here. Um, give me your assessment of the Ron DeSantis candidate uh, candidacy for governor. Uh, are, you, are you satisfied with his campaign? Or do you think it's lacking in the ways that concern me? Or have I got, you know... Am I seeing things that aren't there? Maybe you're impressed. I'd like to be impressed because God knows he's got to win this thing, given the alternative of having a Democrat socialist and Alan and, and, and Andrew Gillum running this state. Are you kidding? I don't know whether DeSantis thinks that just somehow, because he's got the Trump endorsement, that's going to get him over the finish line. It really got him on the map and over the finish line big time in the primary. But I'd, we need more than that. We need the candidate. We need to know, you know, more specifics about it, about major things that he's running on here and why he's the guy you need and Gillum's the one you don't need. And I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm amazed, I'm frustrated, I'm flummoxed, bewitched, bothered, possibly bewildered about the campaign. We'll also talk about Kavanaugh. I've got some very interesting reporting here on what was going on with the Christine Ford Forces. Very interesting. 407 916 on the Kavanaugh confirmation, how you think it's going to turn out, how you're feeling about it all. Um, the DeSantis campaign, whether or not you share my concerns, toll free is 866-916-5400, and the text line is 23680. Standard message and data rates apply. We'll dive right in. We're glad you're with us. We have the Make Your Wallet Great Again texting contest here in just a second, though. That could land you a thousand bucks. Just listen for the keyword of the hour. Text the keyword to two hundred two hundred. Here it comes, and good luck. And followed by an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Just two minutes away for you here on Good Morning Orlando. Along with a lot of you, I helped birth the Tea Party movement in Central Florida back in two thousand nine. And candidates like Ron DeSantis were swept into Congress as Tea Party candidates. Shortly thereafter, I like Ron DeSantis, and I just don't feel like he's got his heart in it or he's got a well-organized campaign. Uh, We can't get him on the show. Andrew Gillum had come on the show in five minutes, and we couldn't agree on anything politically. But he makes himself available. He's out there, and I'm not seeing that with Ron, and I'm really concerned about it. Now, the race is tightened up. It's within the margin of error in the last two polls. Slight edge Gillum here. But I, I, I think DeSantis can put him away. But I think he's got to be more aggressive with his campaign ads, and he's got to be out there and more available across this state than I have seen him. Am I missing something on the on the DeSantis campaign? Jill, you're in Orlando. Do you share my concerns? Hello, bud. Yes, totally. The, the campaign is lame-o. Hey, headquarters, campaign headquarters, if you're listening, get a clue. Put the fire in the belly and get out and tell us why Gilliam is bad for Florida. Don't just sit there and tell me about how many fish you're going to save from red tide. Getting rid of red tide is important, but right now you need to get rid of Gilliam, meaning make him not win. Thank you, Jill, very much. I appreciate it. Republican Governors Association is running a really great anti-Gilliam spot. There's another organization that backs Republican candidates that's running one, but DeSantis needs to be running those, but also he needs powerful ads talking about what he stands for in this state. 
He hasn't even put out platform position papers on health care, transportation, or economics. And his senior advisor yesterday told a reporter from the Tampa Times, oh, don't worry, they're coming soon. Soon? We're 30-some days from the election. Come on. Kathy, good morning to you from Orlando on the DeSantis campaign. Hello, Kathy. Good morning. Good morning. Um... My comment is that uh, Ron DeSantis beat out there the Repo- Republican establishment's candidate in um, the primary, and so he may not be getting the support he should be getting from them, and uh, because they would much rather have a Tea Party, uh, a, um, a Bernie socialist in instead of a Trumper. Well, that's God, my thought. God help us if that's true. Thank you, Gary. You. Uh... You're on the line joining the Bud Man on this from Apopka. What are your thoughts? Yeah, Bud, I'll talk about Kavanaugh, too. But for, uh, as far as DeSantis, yes, he needs to get his campaign in gear. I think he's doing kind of a Rotary Club luncheon tour, but he's not getting out to the public to define who Gillum is. And he needs to define his opponent and define what he stands for. If he doesn't do that, he's going to go down, and unfortunately we're going to elect a socialist. I appreciate it. I can't let you go into Kavanaugh right now. i got to keep, because of the time, I'm sorry, i got to keep the focus on the issue of the Ron DeSantis campaign that I am not at all impressed with. Yaffe, what are you seeing on the text line? A lot of people agreeing with you, bud. One person says this, which is pretty devastating to DeSantis, says he already seems to be MIA, missing in action. He says if there was a, a, were a third choice, say somebody simply communicating valid points and visible to all of us, I might swing that way. I am worrying he's going to be MIA as governor as well. Something you need to hear on the Kavanaugh campaign coming in a moment, but one more on DeSantis. Steve, good morning from Maitland. Thanks for calling. Good morning, but I'm not particularly a DeSantis supporter, but I think one of the reasons he's trailing is he's taking a page out of the Hillary Clinton How to Lose an Election playbook. All he's doing is talking about how bad Gillum is and painting Gillum negative. And he, he's not saying what he's for. He's not doing anything to energize his base. I, I don't think any Republican friend of mine knows what DeSantis is for. You might like Trump. You might not like Trump. I don't care for him. But at least he defined what he stood for. And I think that's DeSantis' problem. I don't know who the guy is. I don't know whether to vote for him or against him. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. He's a good man, and he's a good conservative. Okay? But... I know that because I follow this stuff. The average voter doesn't know this. They need to be informed. They need to be sold. They need to be courted, and they need to be persuaded. That's how you win an election. we got to wake up, you know, and up the ante in the campaign. Pretty lame so far from the DeSantis forces, and I'm very concerned because you don't have a run-of-the-mill mainstream Democrat as bad as that would be that he's running against. You're running against a political extremist of the first magnitude, a Democrat socialist endorsed by Bernie Sanders. Andrew Gillum cannot be the next governor of this state. It will ruin this state. Ay, 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 ay. I want to put on my track shoes and I want to run right over to wherever Ron DeSantis is if I can find him and I want to grab him by the lapels, you know, and tell him, tell him I really like him, but you got to get with it. On a Kavanaugh confirmation beat right now, we still don't have a firm uh, commitment to vote yes for the nominee from Susan Collins of Maine or Jeff Flake of Arizona, but they said very positive things after viewing the FBI report yesterday and, and concluding that it was very thorough and uh, that there was no additional corroborating 
information or evidence to support the sexual assault and sexual misconduct allegations against uh, Kavanaugh. Uh, as far as Murkowski is concerned, still reviewing her decision. Uh, Manchin may still come on board from the Democrat side. Procedural vote this morning. The full Senate vote, McConnell says, will be sometime on Saturday. Interesting reporting in the uh, Wall Street Journal just handed to me uh, within the hour. A woman that Christine Blasey Ford claimed was at the party where Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh allegedly assaulted her in 1982 or thereabouts told FBI investigators that Dr. Ford's allies tried to pressure her to change her story about what happened. Listen to this. Leland Kaiser, supposedly a longtime friend of, um, of Christine Ford, told investigators that Ford's friend, former FBI agent Monica McLean, had urged her to alter the original statement that she gave about not remembering any such party and not knowing Kavanaugh. The journal notes that Kaiser's statement to the FBI offered a glimpse into how Dr. Ford's allies were working behind the scenes to lobby old classmates to bolster their versions of the alleged incident. A source close to the situation telling the journal that Dr. Ford's friends, including Ms. McLean, had contacted Ms. Kaiser, Ford's longtime friend, after her initial statement to warn her that her statement was being used by Republicans to rebut the allegation against Judge Kavanaugh. The Democrats, the end justifies the means. There shall not be another conservative on the Supreme Court, and we will do whatever it takes. Weaponizing unprovable, uncorroborated allegations to destroy a man and deny the nomination. We'll see. I have high hopes that he will be confirmed as he should be narrowly this weekend. Bottom of the hour, uh, Alan Spector with the news on endorsements in the governor's race here in Florida and an investigation of abuse. More on this uh, by Florida's Catholic priests. I feel like I just stole your story there, Alan. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. You probably got a little more you can fill in here for us. I've got a few more details. I didn't mean to do that. Kind of a well, blindside hit by the butt, man. I'm going on vacation. I next know. Week. So you feel like you don't you don't owe me anything. You no. can just take whatever you want, no, and I'm then just... you're out the door in half an hour, and then you know, you know, I'm I... left in the dust. Yeah, I'm pretty much. Eight twenty nine. As Good long morning, as I've got that. the picture accurate, <laughs> <laughs> you pretty much nailed. It. It's Alan Spector Friday here on uh, WFLA, <laughs> <laughs> and we are ready to go at the bottom of the hour. Take it from me here, because I have nothing further to say. I think right. it's time for the Bud Man to be quiet and listen. Bud, listen up. The mayors <laughs> of three I-4 corridor cities are endorsing their fellow Democratic mayor, Andrew Gillum of Tallahassee, for mayor. Orlando's Buddy Dyer, Tampa's Bob Buckhorn, and St. Petersburg's Rick Kreisman appeared in front of a busy I-4 intersection in downtown Orlando along with Gillum, who talked about the area's traffic problems. And I want to make sure we get the adequate resources necessary to ease the burden of people who are right now on I-4 spending two and a half hours in a commute because we failed to expand high-speed rail. We failed to build a transportation uh, uh, worthy of the third largest state in America. Several protesters showed up for the event chanting things like, Gillum, you're going to jail. That's in reference to an FBI investigation into the city of Tallahassee. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The state is looking into allegations of sexual abuse by Catholic priests in Florida. Attorney General Pam Bondi says investigators need to hear from the victims. 
please share your story with us. Even if you've previously reported it to the church, to anyone, report it to us now. Because we're doing this on a statewide level. Anyone with information about past abuse by a priest can file a confidential report on the Attorney General's website. You can click on MyLegalFlorida.com and you'll find a link on the front page. A change in schedule for those Boeing and SpaceX cruise ships. NASA announcing that the first unpiloted test flight of a SpaceX commercial Dragon capsule is postponed until January. SpaceX was hoping to make that flight by the end of this year. And the first unpiloted test flight of a Boeing Starliner commercial cruise ship won't happen until at least March. The baseball playoffs continue, and the opening games of the National League Division Series are in the books. The Milwaukee Brewers needed extra innings, but they were able to come away victorious in their series opener against the Colorado Rockies. Thanks to some late heroics from Mike Moustakis in the bottom of the 10th, a walk-off RBI single gives the Brewers a 3-2 win over Colorado and a 1-0 series advantage in the NLDS. For the L.A. Dodgers, it was a shutout, three home runs on the back of a stellar performance on the mound by Hyun Jin Ryu, throwing seven scoreless innings as the Dodgers topped the Atlanta Braves 6-0. Both NLDS best of fives will play Game 2 on Friday. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. And tonight, you're uh, local Yankee fans, Bud Hedinger and Alan Spector, will be watching as uh, our team takes on the Boston Red Sox at Fenway Park. What a rivalry. Can't wait. And elsewhere, Bud, yeah. uh, you know, uh, every week or so I've been uh, giving you a little music quiz. And I bomb on these all the time. Except I'm last publicly week. publicly humiliated. Last week you nailed it. I gave you When I'm 64 and you identified that as a song by the Beatles. Yeah, Boy, was... you really went way out. <laughs> In the depths of your memory, <laughs> to yank that well, one you out. You threw me a softball, but I think I'm going to get the one, you know, the high hard one aimed at my head right now. Well, Go ahead. We'll see. This is kind of from the same era. Okay. Let's see if you can name this band. No. Five seconds. No. I'm done. <laughs> really? I'm out. You cannot name? Oh, no. It's pathetic. Credence Clearwater oh, Revival? Oh, jeez. Uh. CCR is set to celebrate its 50th anniversary, bud, with a career-spanning box set. How can anybody listen to me if I'm that clueless? You know, it's unbelievable. Well, I've been asking myself that for <laughs> all right, several all right. years hey, now. Hey, hey, hey. The studio <laughs> albums collection... From Credence includes the band's seven studio efforts, Credence Clearwater Revival, Bayou Country, Green River, Willie and the Poor Boys, Cosmos Factory, Pendulum, and Mardi Gras. They're all in Bud's music library at home. Uh, Listen, I have a question, uh, Hotshot, here. Okay. Why do they call the band that? What does Credence Clearwater Revival mean? I don't know. Is it Clearwater, Florida? What's the revival all about? What are we reviving? Do you know why they're called that? I do not. Well, you need to get to work on that. (laughs) <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. <You're laughs> what, what do you listen to, bud? What? What kind of music do you listen to? Does it go all the way back to like Bach and Beethoven? I like classic. I like country. I like bluegrass. Oh, I like, okay. I so like, you, you know, I love Beatles and all of that. I love all the stuff and, you know, uh, you know, from back in that era. And some of the stuff's good today, you know. There, there, <laughs> I, I don't I mean, Is that okay? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just doing trying show to, prep. I'm, I'm trying, always working on the show. I'm trying to help Alan Spector for next time, so he can find something. Do maybe not, you like. do not help Alan Spector, and do not encourage this man. Okay, <laughs> all right. Anyway, what else is going on? Well, the uh, players for the NHL's Vancouver Canucks 
are now prohibited from playing video games on road trips. Uh-oh, what did they do? Well, the uh, pro hockey team says it's barring video games on road trips because it wants the players to be a social, close-knit group. There are also reports the players are staying up late each night to play the game Fortnite and may not be at their best for hockey games. Now, I know what that's all about. Folks get hooked on that. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. Okay, they got to shut them down or they're not going to have a good season. And finally, bud, yes. gourmet ice cream maker Salt and Straw is offering some special flavors for the Halloween month of October. Starting today, ice cream fans in the California cities of San Francisco and Burlingame can get pints of the frozen treats infused with pig's blood or chocolate-covered crickets and worms. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a high demand. Last month, the Portland-based company that is known for its unconventional ingredients paired bone marrow with smoked cherries. This is ice cream, Alan? This is ice cream. This is sick. That's why I scream and you scream and we all scream <laughs> when, it's that when kind we of see ice cream. salt and straw ice cream. Good Lord. Now, there's good news, yeah. but if you're not near a salt and straw, which I don't think you are at the moment, no. you can order the uh, blood or bug-infused ice cream online. Nationwide shipping of the pints is available. You, Yaffe, would eat any one of those ice creams ahead of pumpkin spice, wouldn't you? Oh, that's a good point, yes. <laughs> he hates pumpkin spice. <laughs> Are we done here? Pretty much. <laughs> Go Yankees. That we can agree on, right? Yes. All right. Terrific. Hey, in a moment, we're going to play the Daily Sound Judgment game, the Apollo 11 moon landing movie, great drama focused on Neil Armstrong, first man, advanced screening tickets. You will see this movie everyone's talking about for free ahead of anyone else you know if you're our sound judgment winner, you're eligible by company rules to play the game and win it if you haven't won it in 30 days. Callers, get on the line right now. First-timers, everybody, before the lines fill up, and you can win these great tickets to the First Man movie in advanced screening right here in the Orlando area next week before it hits the general movie theaters across the country. So call in now, 407-916-5400, 407 400. We're playing Sound Judgment, and I wouldn't want to play it without you. We'll get to that right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes here on Good Morning Orlando. 50,000-watt front porch is jam-packed with contestants vying for our prize on Sound Judgment. And let's talk about that prize, shall we, Steph? Yes, bud. So today we have a pair of tickets to the advanced screening of First Man on Tuesday, October 9th at the AMC in Altamont. Critics are calling First Man spectacular, a cinematic triumph, and the best movie of the year. Universal Pictures and Academy Award-winning director invite you to experience the impossible journey to the moon. Fantastic. And you're going on us. If you're trying to get in a wrong answer, we'll open up a line, but you got to get on it quickly at 407-916-5400. Presidential speeches from the White House have been routine for years, of course, but who gave the very first one? I'm glad you asked, because that happens to be today's sound judgment question. Today... October 5th is the anniversary of the very first televised White House address by an American president. Listen to some sound from that historic occasion, then use your sound judgment to name the president you're listening to. My fellow citizens, the food saving program, which has just been presented to you, has my wholehearted support. I'm confident that it will have the support of every American. 
That was the very first presidential address ever from the White House. Named the president, you're our winner. Let's start on line two. Go ahead, line two. Harry Truman. Harry Truman is right. Thank you. <laughs> wow, you sound excited. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I am. Yeah, it was <laughs> Oct- October 5th, 1947. And, you know, that was the first year of commercial television, for goodness sakes. And Harry Truman jumped on it and made history. Well, you're going to the first man movie with an advanced screening on us. What do you think about that prize? I love it. Thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. We're excited for you, and I feel badly for everybody else who wanted to win, but only one winner per day. Your first name, please? Vera. Vera, spell it. V-E-R-A. That's what I suspected. And uh, where are you calling in from this morning, Vera? Orlando, Florida. Beautiful. Looks like we've um, gotten you off to a good start on a Friday morning as our winner, huh? You sure did. Thank you so much. So I'll put you on hold, and you and Stephanie can make the arrangements, all right? Thank you. Thank you very much, and it's great to have you with us on the show. And, Vera, congratulations for winning our sound judgment game. Um, Something special coming right Before we wrap things up, we welcome Moira from WTKS and the Phillips File. Uh, Here, she's on uh, WFLA every Friday afternoon from 3 until 6 with her live and local show. That's today. Yes, it is. But two weeks from today, you'll be be hosting here Moira's (laughs) Mixed Company. Or hoisting either way. Well, there you go. And that's two weeks from today on Mm -hmm. Friday, October 19th. And you're into a very important and controversial topic here, as you always are. Let's talk about it. All right. This month, the October episode is called The Black Experience or Growing Up Black in Central Florida, in Orlando. The growing up process for a white child and a black child through the generations. We are talking to people who are involved in the black community, who grew up around here, who moved here from other places. And this experience, growing up black in Orlando, is a very different experience from the experience that my children had growing up here as white as white girls. What do you hear? What do they tell you as you as you as you discuss with them coming on this program and right. telling their story? How is it different as they relate it? The story of race is well it goes it's a nationwide issue and it's a nationwide problem, bud. Um and I was um I talked I talked to some black mothers uh in preparation for the program and I've been doing some reading as well. Um in African American families they have what's called the talk which is how do you deal with driving and getting pulled over for a broken taillight or speeding? You know, when my girls got pulled over and when you and I get pulled over, you get a nervous feeling like, uh uh-oh, you see the lights in your rearview mirror and have that, like, panic, like, uh uh-oh, what happened here? Yeah, I just had that recently, and uh, $281 later, uh, you know, I'm taking care of that. Well, (laughs) when when an African-American child is pulled over, Um, there's a very different experience. And those parents are so worried when their children get pulled over because of, you know, they're, they're wary of law enforcement. Law enforcement is wary. There's something called inherited bias or institutional bias Mm. that both sides have. And black families have this conversation with their children. But there is a program in the city of Orlando, bud, that brings together inner city kids and law enforcement. They're in boats called dragon boats, and they're all rowing like a crew kind of situation. Requires perfect uh, teamwork. Correct. Mm -hmm. And when the kids uh, through the Boys and Girls Club and the city of Orlando officers are working together, literally pulling the same boat, 
you know, moving the same, moving the needle the same. Yeah. They start to know each other and they are less wary of that kid if they see that kid walk into school or the child less scared of seeing a police officer pull them over. So it's interesting how they can make the bridge. So the Moira's Mixed Company topic uh, for your next show, two weeks from today, 3 to 6 on the yes. afternoon of Friday, October 19th, is Race in Orlando, the Black Experience. Now, Correct. for folks just connecting to Moira's Mixed Company, there is nothing else like it on the radio, not only on this station, but anywhere in Central Florida. Right. Explain how the program works. The first hour the first, and the two hours that follow it. That is correct. The first hour, 3 to 4 o'clock, we are in here. Intense interview. We have great guests who will be able to delve into a little more juicy details. And you take calls on the phone. And we take calls last week. You know, we always take calls three to four. Then at four o'clock, we all go into the Mopra studio. I call it Moira and Oprah. Right. We have like a, now a two-hour live studio audience. And we have people up on the dais, and I'm walking around asking questions. There's food in there. There's a whole experience. Um, and we are happy to have people come. It's a free ticket. We are happy to have you reserve you a seat. But we just have to know you're coming so we can know how to have Well, a, how do folks become a part of the studio you. audience? Thank okay? you for asking. You just simply go to WFLA Orlando to the, to the website here. Or you go to moirasmixedcompany.com. It will take you immediately to the, um, the, the place where yeah. you sign up and you will be on the list. We have a limited number of seats in that room across the hall. Mm-hmm. So we want to know exactly who's there. We always save people for WFLA. Beautiful. And the website, you go to WFLAOrlando.com, put in the keyword Moira, and you'll get all the information there. And it's Friday, so you're on this afternoon, even though it's not Moira's Mixed Company. Have I had all the luck on the couple Fridays ago was the storm. Last Friday was Kavanaugh. Today, they're going to be voting. I mean, there's stuff breaking all the time, live and local, live and national. And we're talking about it all three to six today. All right. And um, join the conversation with Moira this afternoon. In two weeks, it's Moira's Mixed Company, Race in Orlando, the Black Experience. Thanks so much, Moira. Thank you, bud. All right. There we go. Well, that'll wrap it up. Um... Yaffe's going uh, out of town. He's got a vacation going on there with other members of his family. Nice. Linda and I are heading up for a reunion next week with our old singing buddies in the Adirondacks in New York State Love at it. peak color season. We're going to have Mark Locus hosting the show. Tom Benson will be producing. Steph will be here. Of course, we'll have Deb bringing us the news and Alan Spector on Fridays. And I'll catch up with you after um, a little bit of a breather I'm taking next week. And huh, I think I need one after all that is going on. That'll do it for this edition of Good morning, Orlando, from the Frontgate Realty Studio, from your cell, pound 250, keyword real estate. Thanks so much for your time. Have a wonderful weekend. Catch you right on the backside of vacation. And uh, thank you. God bless you, and God bless America.